Once upon a time the Asser went to take dinner with Old Ogre, the king of the ocean. Down under the green waves they went to the coral palace where Ogre lived with his wife, Queen Ran, and his daughters, the waves. But Ogre was not expecting so large a party to dinner, and he had not meat enough for them all to drink. I must brew some more mead, he said to himself. But when he came to look for a kettle in which to make the brew, there was none in all the sea large enough for the purpose. At first Ogre did not know what to do, but at last he decided to consult the gods themselves, for he knew how wise and powerful his guests were, and he hoped that they might help him to a kettle. Now when he told the Asser his trouble they were much interested, for they were hungry and thirsty, and longed for some of Ogre's good mead. Where can we find a kettle, they said to one another. Who has a kettle huge enough to hold mead for all the Asser? Then Tyr the brave turned to Thor with a grand idea. My father, the giant Hymir, has such a kettle, he said. I have seen it often in his great palace near Olivagar, the river of ice. This famous kettle is a mile deep, and surely that is large enough to brew all the mead we may need. Surely, surely it is large enough, laughed Ogre. But how are we to get the kettle, my distinguished guests? Who will go to giant land to fetch the kettle a mile deep? That will I, said brave Thor. I will go to Hymer's dwelling and bring thence the little kettle, if Tyr will go with me to show me the way. So Thor and Tyr set out together for the land of snow and ice, where the giant Hymer lived. They traveled long and they traveled fast, and finally they came to the huge house, which had once been Tyr's home, before he went to live with the good folk in Asgard. Well Tyr knew the way to enter, and it was not long before they found themselves in the hall of Hymer's dwelling, peering about for some sign of the kettle, which they had come so far to seek, and sure enough, presently they discovered eight huge kettles hanging in a row from one of the beams in the ceiling. While the two were wondering which kettle might be the one they sought, there came in Tyr's grandmother, and a terrible grandmother she was. No wonder that Tyr had run away from home, when he was very little, for this dreadful creature was a giantess with nine hundred heads, each more ugly than the others, and her temper was as bad as were her looks. She began to roar and bellow, and no one knows what this evil old person would have done to her grandson, and his friend had not there come into the hall at this moment another woman, fair and sweet, and glittering with golden ornaments. This was Tyr's good mother, who loved him dearly, and who had mourned his absence during long years. With a cry of joy she threw herself upon her son's neck, bidding him welcome forty times over. She welcomed Thor also when she found out who he was, but she sent away the wicked old grandmother, that she might not hear, for Thor's name was not dear to the race of giants, to so many of whom he had brought dole and death. Why have you come, dear son, after so many years, she cried. I know that some great undertaking calls you and this noble fellow to your father's hall. Danger and death wait here for such as you and he, and only some quest with glory for its reward could have brought you to such risks. Tell me your secret, Tyr, and I will not betray it. Then they told her how that they had come to carry away the giant kettle, and Tyr's mother promised that she would help them all she could. But she warned them that it would be dangerous indeed 
for that Hymer had been in a terrible temper for many days, and that the very sight of a stranger made him wild with rage. Hastily she gave them meat and drink, for they were nearly famished after their long journey, and then she looked around to see where she should hide them against Hymer's return, who was now away at the hunt. Aha! she cried. The very thing. You shall hide in the great kettle itself, and if you escape Hymer's terrible eye, it may hap that you will find a way to make off with your hiding place, which is what you want. So the kind creature helped them to climb into the great kettle, where it hung from one of the rafters in a row with seven others, but this one was the biggest and the strongest of them all. Hardly had they snuggled down out of sight when Tyr's mother began to tremble. Hissed, she cried. I hear him coming. Keep as still as ever you can, O oh Tyr and Thor. The floor also began to tremble, and the eight kettles to clatter against one another, as Hymer's giant footsteps approached the house. Outside they could hear the icebergs shaking with a sound like thunder, indeed, the whole earth quivered as if with fear when the terrible giant Hymer strode home from the hunt. He came into the hall puffing and blowing, and immediately the air of the room grew chilly, for his beard was hung with icicles and his face was frosted hard, while his breath was a winter wind, a freezing blast. Ho! Wife, he growled, what news, what news? For I see by the footprints in the snow outside that you have had visitors today. Then indeed the poor woman trembled, but she tried not to look frightened as she answered, Yes, you have a guest, O Hymer, a guest whom you have long wished to see. Your son Tyr has returned to visit his father's hall. Humph growled Hymer, with a terrible frown. Whom has he brought here with him, the rascal? There are prints of two persons' feet in the snow. Come, wife, tell me all, for I shall soon find out the truth, whether or no. He has brought a friend of his, a dear friend, O Hymer, faltered the mother. Surely our son's friends are welcome when he brings them to this our home, after so long an absence. But Hymer howled with rage at the word friend. Where are they hidden, he cried. Friend, indeed. It is one of those bloody fellows from Asgard, I know, one of those giant killers whom my good mother taught me to hate with all my might. Let me get at him. Tell me instantly where he is hidden, or I will pull down the hall about your ears. Now when the wicked old giant spoke like this, his wife knew that he must be obeyed. Still she tried to put off the fateful moment of the discovery. They are standing over there behind that pillar, she said. Instantly Hymer glared at the pillar towards which she pointed, and at his frosty glance snick-snack, the marble pillar cracked in two, and down crashed the great roof beam which held the eight kettles. Smash! Went the kettles, and there they lay shivered into little pieces at Hymer's feet, all except one, the largest of them all, and that was the kettle in which Thor and Tyr lay hidden, scarcely daring to breathe lest the giant should guess where they were. Tyr's mother screamed when she saw the big kettle fall with the others, but when she found that this one, alone of them all, lay on its side unbroken, because it was so tough and strong, she held her breath to see what would happen next. And what happened was this, out stepped Thor and Tyr, and making low bows to Hymir, they stood side by side, 
smiling and looking as unconcerned as if they really enjoyed all this hubbub, and I dare say that they did indeed, being Tyr the Bold and Thor the Thunderer, who had been in giant land many times ere this. Hymer gave scarcely a glance at his son, but he eyed Thor with a frown of hatred and suspicion, for he knew that this was one of Father Odin's brave family, though he could not tell which one. However, he thought best to be civil, now that Thor was actually before him. So with gruff politeness he invited the two guests to supper. Now Thor was a valiant fellow at the table, as well as in war, as you remember, and at sight of the good things on the board his eyes sparkled. Three roast oxen there were upon the giant's table, and Thor fell to with a will and finished two of them himself. You should have seen the giant stare. Truly, friend, you have a goodly appetite, he said. You have eaten all the meat that I have in my larder, and if you dine with us tomorrow, I must insist that you catch your own dinner of fish. I cannot undertake to provide food for such an appetite. Now this was not hospitable of Hymir, but Thor did not mind. I like well to fish, good Hymir, he laughed, and when you fare forth with your boat in the morning, I will go with you and see what I can find for my dinner at the bottom of the sea. When the morning came, the giant made ready for the fishing, and Thor rose early to go with him. Ho, Hymir, exclaimed Thor, have you bait enough for us both? Hymir answered gruffly, you must dig your own bait when you go fishing with me. I have no time to waste on you, Sirrah. Then Thor looked about to see what he could use for bait, and presently he spied a herd of Hymer's oxen feeding in the meadow. Aha! Just the thing, he cried, and seizing the hugest ox of all, he trotted down to the shore with it under his arm, as easily as you would carry a handful of clams for bait. When Hymer saw this, he was very angry. He pushed the boat off from shore and began to row away as fast as he could, so that Thor might not have a chance to come aboard. But Thor made one long step and planted himself snugly in the stern of the boat. No, no, brother Hymir, he said, laughing. You invited me to go fishing, and a fishing I will go, for I have my bait, and my hope is high that great luck I shall see this day. So he took an oar and rowed mightily in the stern, while Hymer the giant rowed mightily at the prow, and no one ever saw boat skip over the water so fast as this one did on the day when these two big fellows went fishing together. Far and fast they rowed, until they came to a spot where Hymer cried. Hold! Let us anchor here and fish, this is the place where I have best fortune. And what sort of little fish do you catch here, O oh Hymer? asked Thor. Whales, answered the giant proudly. I fish for nothing smaller than whales. Pooh, cried Thor. Who would fish for such small fry? Whales, indeed, let us row out further, where we can find something really worth catching, and he began to pull even faster than before.